Lion Ryan Fries Cuatro Quesos Dos Fritos, and Grimace T. Jackson. You know that's right. It's episode 14, season 3 of this podcast, and psych. I've heard it both ways. 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 And welcome back to I've Heard It Both Ways. I'm your friendly neighborhood backcracker, Dr. Joe. Riding with me, as always, in the Blueberry is my partner in crime, Refrigerate After Use. Billy, how's it going? <laughs> I like that one. You're getting pretty good at him. Uh, you should submit to the next Psych movie. Uh, it's going well. Uh, for those of you tuning in on the YouTube, Twitch, or Facebook, um, I got a new camera for Christmas, kind of. Bought up the Amazon gift card, so I'm liking the way it looks. Looks good. Yeah, you're looking crisp, Billy, and you're sounding crisp. Ooh. Right, got to... Looking Chris, it's bright. I love it. I love it. I love it. Did you have a good Christmas? Uh, it was it was fantastic, actually. Uh, you know, uh, family time and you know, relaxing and some eggnog and you know, uh, it's wrapping up. We're heading into the uh, the abyss that is the week. Well, it already is the abyss that is the week in between Christmas and New Year's. So yeah, uh, but New Year's tomorrow, not to date the podcast, but uh, we got a hell of an episode to talk about. Yeah, I'm pumped. So before we get started, Billy, tell the people about our process. All right. The process, as follows, is a holla. Starts with a holla. Uh, it ends with the creamsicle. And at this time in between, a little Thundercats. Oh. oh! Also, Billy, I think we nailed the point today. Well, we did, but it wasn't on camera. So for those of you watching, oh, I, I hit the video so early, but we both pointed the right way. <laughs> I have to point, then hit the video. Because well, if yeah, you've never actually good. seen us live in the little intro, there's a video for it. And the first thing is the Sean and Gus point at each other in the car in one of our favorite episodes, the, um, uh, the one with the two old ones. Uh, oh yeah. Viagra Falls. Viagra Falls. So, yeah. uh, but, uh, we, we, we both nailed the point, but it was on the camera. God damn it. One of these days, one of these days we'll get it. But today, Billy and I, we are discussing psych season three, episode 14, true or lies. One of the season's best. This is definitely a home run for us. Uh, we love it uh, both. Billy, quick thoughts. I mean, it is one of my go-to episodes to rewatch. I actually rewatched it while watching the last two episodes. <laughs> so I would watch it a couple times, and then I'd go to this one again. Because it's just so much fun. It's just, there's so much going on joke-wise, guest star-wise, comedy-wise. The crime's pretty good. Um I like a lot of stuff. There's a couple of nitpicky things I have. It's mm -hmm. a very, uh, yep. you know, count the hats kind of moment once or twice here. <laughs> but other than that, it's a pretty flawless episode. And those are really the only things taking it away from being, you know, uh, uh, eight pineapples, uh, 11 out of 11, 40 dogger, six stoner. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we're last couple of episodes have really been like quintessential psych episodes, right? Just you've got the jokes, you've got the crime. It's coming at you fast. Sean is in his element. And it, this one, this episode, I think maybe more than any this season has been fun as hell. Oh, yeah. Like start to finish, just fun as hell. And part of that um, is our due to our guest star in this, uh, Jonathan Silverman. AKA <laughs> the single guy, the single guy, Lion Ryan Bainsworth, also uh, from Weekend at Bernie's fame. Yeah, and... that's where everybody would know him, besides being a time slot hit for I think one or two seasons uh, in between like Seinfeld and I don't even think Friends was on the air yet when he was the single guy. Yeah, and he was so he, you know, he kind of got typecast, right? As just sort of um, 
uh, how would you sort of describe his character, Billy? It's just sort of like he plays goofball. that. Yeah, exactly. That bachelor goofball type. Mm-hmm. And uh, I mean, he was on a series of shows like, you know, NCIS and CSI and all that kind of stuff. So, I mean, definitely you recognize him for, recognize him from some of his work in the 90s. But just a guy just kind of pops up here and there. But he was absolutely electric in this episode. Oh, I loved him in this episode. He yeah. was, uh, you know, we're going to get some pretty good guest stars. Uh, I think it's the next one. Do we get? No, uh, Tuesday the 17th is the next one. So it's going to be a little bit before we get Mary Lightly. But oh, he, Mary he Lightly. is up there for the, uh, oh, what's that broad's name? Oh, Gooch. Gooch. Goochberg. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and we, we use broad on this uh, on this podcast. It's a very endearing term. If we call you a broad, we, we love you. Yeah, we sure do. Yeah. And so he was... He was absolutely fantastic. And so what what the case is, quick synopsis, every lie is built on a kernel of truth. This time, compulsive liar Ryan, who is notorious for calling in tips and uh, sending the department on a wild goose chase, is telling the truth about the assassination plot he overheard in the restaurant. And Mm -hmm. so, okay, it's a typical psych-type episode, but what makes this episode so great is, is... Ryan himself, because the lies he tells, the uh, conviction he tells them with, and it's so off the wall, so off the rails. You get it's very believable why you get uh, Chief um, Karen Charles Vick, um, Lassie, <laughs> and Jules never wanting to believe him. No, and because when it's lying, it's uh, you know lying Ryan, and you actually can't tell that his pants are on fire. So uh, <laughs> they don't they don't take any of the things he says seriously. But also, Sean is a little bit too assertive on this one, and we'll dig into that a little bit more of why he kind of is more aggressively defending this guy than probably anybody else ever has, because uh, he himself is living a lie as well, and you know it's not controllable for him. But I also do love and hate the synopsis where we get yes. every lie is built on a kernel of truth, because I'll just tell you now, the way Henry performs the line, the way the line is written, I hate every like I just despise. For some reason, it's just so campy and crappy, but I will say it is so accurate. Cuz you know yeah. those stupid two truths and a lie, every girl puts one of them in her dating profile and due to relative specificity to like one of the answers, you can always tell which one is the truth because it's always like punched a dolphin, went rock climbing and then there's one that's very specific and it's like, "Well, that one's true." Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, yeah, the the it, the lesson here is that you know, Sean I mean, Henry is just trying to he's trying to teach Sean a lesson, right? Because I thought this was a great cold open. Sean just you know Henry's getting ready for work, and then Sean's just sitting there chomping on some cereal, and he starts you know, well you know it's the boy who cried wolf. Yeah, it was a hundred percent, a hundred percent, and just I can't remember the story that Sean tells. But Henry uh, was able uh, to pick out the. <laughs> they had a hypnotist in. They hypnotized some kids to think they were. Was it uh, kangaroos started kicking people? Yeah. And, uh, Mr. Detmer, who's ex-Navy SEAL, was able to get it under control before uh, six kids had to go to the hospital or something crazy. Yeah, and the kernel of truth was that the guy was the ex-Navy SEAL, right? And, yeah, the way Henry delivers it, not the greatest delivery. It was campy, but it, it, it was fine. Uh, but that was, a good, that was a good lesson yeah. there for Sean. And this was one of those rare instances where, uh, you know, the, the cold open really – you know, was the entire episode was predicated upon that yeah. cold open, and it was a giant callback to that. And so, what I loved about it too was, you know, 
It was the kernel that the episode was built off of. Yes, <laughs> there you go. There you go. So what what was so great about this what and so fun about it was Sean being able to decipher what was truth and what was fiction, right? Mm -hmm. It sort of harkens back to uh, meat isn't murder, murder is murder, right? When they mm -hmm. meet the mushroom guy. And, uh, you know, he's <laughs> telling you ask, the story. Why, why ask, what do you ask? <laughs> he had sunshine coming out of his lips and he had a hippopotamus on his arm. And uh, and so, like, from that, Sean was able to, you know, it was fucking Dorito Dink, right? The guy with yep. the Cheeto mustache and he had that hippopotamus shirt. And so that's what this episode was. This episode was that one scene just stretched out over 40 minutes and they pulled it off so well oh, flawlessly because, absolutely flawlessly and this is where jonathan silverman gets all the credit and you know, tease for favorite character is that he he says it with such conviction he says it so fast he's he's like you want to talk about a mirror image of sean here yeah boom 100 yep. percent. it was that's a very good point that i didn't even like put together it is you know uh the first version of sean 2.0 yeah. if you will, uh, where we get uh, a little bit of a Sean amped up to another level. Uh, and we'll get to the Henry scene where he kind of, you know, deciphers the difference between the <laughs> yeah. two of them. But he is, you know, it's like X versus Sever here. It is, yeah. you know, Sean trying to figure out the lies of Ryan. And you even see it as it goes along. He's kind of figuring out, you know, like when he's telling the initial stuff, he's kind of like picking things out like, oh, that's weird. That's super specific killed him with his belt buckle and they, they 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 do a good job of like zooming in or cutting to sean or yes. giving a puzzling look to kind of tell you those things are going to be pieces that come back later in the episode which is just like you know all the time when i you know hate on things anything writing wise in an episode you know there i'm always like a stroke of a pen could fix that and there's a lot of times in psych where they do like they just they know how to do it they, like i don't have any complaints because it's so well written yeah, and it was the way that the, the way they you know described the lies or the truths within the lie. Like he killed a guy with his belt buckle, like on its face. You're like, what? That doesn't. No, the belt buckles. The guy with the curly cues on his face. Right, right. And so it's <laughs> things like that. Like it's those descriptors, right? And then I was when putting you think up flyers, it, I was asking around. <laughs> <laughs> like the curly cues on his face. So you think. Oh, handlebar mustache, you know, oh, your belt buckle, he had a gun in his pants, right? Like, all these little things, like, they seem so absurd on the face of it, but then when you get that scene where Sean's deciphering it, and then they, you know, and he's having that quick flashback, and they zoom in, and it all, like, the pieces fit so perfectly, like, the lies that Ryan tells, you know, you could just, all of a sudden, it's like, okay, he's just a sick man, he's, you know, maybe schizophrenic, but, like, he did see something. He's telling you the truth in his own weird, bizarre way. And only Sean Spencer, you know, would be able to, you know, decipher that, break the codex and, you know, figure it all out. And also the only one to even give him the time of day, really, yeah. you know, yeah. like hey, you probably could figure it out, but nobody was willing to even like listen. And this and this harkens into the character study. I think you were you were about to uh, you know dive into where, you know. Henry kind of points it out later in the episode. This was a good moment between the two. And he's like, why are you so invested? And, you know, and Sean just says, well, you know, no one else has given him a chance. And I think Sean, A, um, sees himself in Ryan in the sense that, you know, people either overlook him or misjudge him or don't give him the credit because of his outwardly, 
uh, exuberance, we'll call it, right? The way yeah. he just, you know, portrays himself, you know, and th there's something there where he purposely hides how smart he is. There's an insecurity there, or whatever the reason may be. And so like, he sees a bit of him and Ryan where no one's giving him a chance. No one's listening to him. And, and I love what Henry did here. And this is, you know, my Henry, you know, moment, you know, he's like, listen, kid, you, you know, where that line is, you know, when to dance around it, but you know, when never to cross it. And you've just got natural ability. Like, so you've been like, that's the difference between those two characters is that one's off the reservation and the other one just sort of, you know, pretends to be off the reservation but in reality um you know he's he's really locked in but it's that it's that sort of appearance of you know uh having you know the funny farm you know uh, in your rearview mirror there that you know takes away some of sean's credibility sometimes this the, the whole sad clown thing i guess yeah and I, he has another great moment with jules i can't remember the exact phrasing of it but he says something along the lines of you know lies are more than just you know uh, you know, the tales that the people tell, you know, he's more like he just can't he can't be dismissed as a person. You know what? You know, every lie is built on a kernel of truth. And we're just throwing everything he's saying away because he's a compulsive liar. But, you know, I, I, it's something along the lines of like uh, a person is made up by more than the tales that they tell or something. Yeah. Like that. Something and like you that. could tell he was very passionate about that. So he really believed Ryan. And, you know, once we get into the case. All the things point to there's no way Ryan did this. Oh, 100% because he's he's a fucking buffoon, right? And that's what I loved about it is that, well, it's what I loved and hated about this episode. Um, you know, the one gripe I have with it, but like it's very clear that Ryan didn't do it. But this is where we kind of get classic Lassie Jules. They lock in on a Jules less so than Lassie, but we've got the suspects. All signs point to him being the guy. He did it. He lies end the story right and, and and sean's you know unwillingness to let that be the case is you know was the great motivator for the episode but you know it was very clear early on like yeah you know he was there he was at the crime scene he's got the victim's blood all over his body but like this guy is like he's lucky if he puts his pants on and is able to button his shirt up properly you know <laughs> what i mean like he's just like well, he owns a restaurant with mike ditka yeah, yeah, he's uh, a few McNuggets short of a Happy Meal, I'd yeah. say, overall, you know. and uh, But that was part of this episode's charm is, okay, trying to figure out, A, get through his lies, decipher the truth, put the pieces of the puzzle together, and then figure out, you know, who really, you know, committed the murder. So the murder in this episode is actually his landlord, who happened to just be at the wrong place at the wrong time. Ryan comes in, sees him. You know, he panics, he puts his hands all over the body, he calls the you know, the cops and he becomes the prime suspect. And now what, what makes the episode kick into high gear is proving Ryan's innocence, but how are you gonna prove it? How are you gonna get to the truth? And then where the story ultimately ends up, I thought was fantastic. And I also love the hook to get Sean and Gus into the episode. They're doing the putting green thing. Oh, I love and it. And then <laughs> Yeah, Ryan sees him and goes, oh, I, I know that guy. The, the guy with the great hair. And yeah. the white guy, too. Yeah. And, <laughs> and like, on. that that gets Sean, like, at least interested in the case. Yeah. And then later on, when they're investigating his apartment, and there's a picture of uh, uh, of Lion Ryan. Uh, working at Bush Gardens. 
we go, oh, Gus, look, he really does look work at Bush Gardens, and he's standing next to a black man with uh, this uh, Jerry Curl afro. And Gus goes, is that what he thinks good hair looks like? You know, I think that's Coco Beware. I think he's letting yeah. him shoulder the parent. Yeah. Frankie, a, by the way. Which was a great line, uh, great, uh, you know, great little obscure reference there. So, like, the comedy was there oh, yeah. all over the place. Like Coco Beware, by the way, one of the greatest opening match guys you can get. He's just that guy you put first on a card. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> gets the and crowd it, going. Gets I the crowd agree. going. Everyone's pumped and jacked. Um, I, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll say this. Jules was cute as a button in this episode. Oh, adorable. When yeah. she wears those just tight little, like, T-shirt, like, V-neck T-shirts, just, I don't know, just want to. Again, just want to put her in my pocket, you know. <laughs> um, but adorable as hell. But I love, you know, so she's, you know, she's telling, I love this line where she's telling Sean about lying Ryan and how he's, you know, a compulsive liar. And he just goes, how do you know if someone's a compulsive liar other than their pants being on fire? Mm-hmm. Like, that's that's the kind of stuff that, you know, that, that just makes this show great. Um, I loved how it was constructed, you know, each, you know, sort of, you know, act of the uh, the episode. I thought fit perfectly together. The end, the wrap up, which we'll get to in a little bit, I thought was the show's biggest flaw. Yeah, I didn't mind it. Uh, I didn't have much of a problem uh, with that. I, 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 the only thing I didn't like was the fact that John said he hit a, a sixty-foot bullseye, and Gus said it was a guy's eye. That's, that's, <laughs> that, 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 that's a pretty heavy crime. You just blinded somebody, right? <laughs> oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, that that that's pretty significant, but. Uh, <laughs> I loved, you know, aside from the, the, the quippiness and the unusual sort of um, construction of the episode, there was we had moments of, you know, there's very personal moments in this, which I think go, were sneaky underrated in this episode. Uh, but great detective work by Sean and Gus, especially when they're in uh, Ryan's apartment and the uh, the arterial splatter. Mm-hmm. I thought that was a great scene. Yeah, you know, aortic spatter, and uh, yeah. Gus is like, it's not an exact science, and uh, that's where Sean really divines that it wasn't Ryan at all, because he would have had blood all over his body, because if you stab somebody and they spray, it's going to get all over you, especially if you're, you know, st- if you're the one stabbing them, so that's why he was clean, he just had it on his hands, I thought that was a really good breakdown, they break it up uh, with a little uh, Coco Beware moment, too, so, you know, that was just, you know, the they kind of figure out it's not him there, but they still don't necessarily have the suspects. And I even I love the way that they come up with the suspects too, like the whole Lieber thing, and then the video games, and then the Anapamu streak getting hit by a car. It's like a very well constructed story for the crime. I think you don't like how the the gunplay ends. I'm sure. Yes, yeah, yeah. It's 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 the absolute very very end, and we'll get to that. And like I said, it's it's not a major gripe, but it's like the one like nitpicky thing I, like I'd have for this. But what was great here is that when when um, when Sean realizes it's not Ryan, his idea is to bail him out of jail. Now, what a fucking ballsy move! Because what if it really was him, and they just set a you know a killer free? You know, like. Well, Sean doesn't even realize you can get bail money back, which was which was great. The look on Gus's face uh, was priceless. But they bail him out, and you know now you know he's given him more. Like it's just a mile a minute with Ryan. It like it like the compulsive lying is like an understatement because like it's just pure nonsense what comes out of like non sequiturs that comes out of his mouth, <laughs> and it's so random. And he's all over the place. You know, he's like, "Ooh, piece of candy. Ooh, piece of candy. Pop, 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 pop." But they're able to get like <laughs> I love it when he says, "Oh, I think it's between 
you know, 12 and 6 p.m. or something. And Gus goes, what is this, the cable company giving you a six-hour window? <laughs> uh, and then he gives him an address, 420-something. Yep. And I love this because you get the scene where they're frustrated. Gus is frustrated because he's going through all the addresses in Santa Barbara, 420, and just never going to hit it. So he decides to go do his thing, selling pharmaceuticals, and which has led us to Gus goes, you're never going to believe this. I know where he was talking about. It was 420 Major. It was a hospital. Yeah, no. So, yeah, and that's where the visiting hours come in. I also do yeah. love the uh, the uh, the blueberries in the mist. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> the Kai and Goja. Uh, uh, no, is it blueberries? It's the like gorillas in the mist. I think, it's gro- the this, is just, this is just blueberry. No, this is just the mist or something like that. Yeah. Right? yeah. <laughs> um, and so they go to the hospital, and this is where now we get, I think, a really good wrinkle because at this point, we don't know much. We just know that the super was murdered. Ryan is the suspect. And then suddenly we, we get a little little side piece of information here. I'm about to sneeze and I apologize. Where Lassie just makes an offhand comment while passing. Oh, Jesus. Okay. <laughs> that <laughs> they can't get a hold of the district uh, uh, the district attorney or the no the defense. He was attorney. set to testify in court and the DA never showed up, and that's the guy yeah. who got whacked. Yeah. So that so well, like oh well, we didn't address this, right? Because the whole thing is that Ryan is worried about a plot for an assassination and that's why they were coming to kill him and they got the super instead because they overheard him they he overheard the bad guys talking about killing somebody and then having to clean up his mess and the mess was ryan right and so this is tom lieber right but this is what's great about this episode right so you're you're right you know we kind of we forgot to mention like Ryan's just going on and on and on and on and on about this assassination attempt, and uh, he's you know not guilty of the murder, and Sean, Sean believes him. But like this little like passing comment we get from Lassie about we can't you know get a hold of the defense attorney at the time uh, that it's said is seems almost inconsequential because you have no because we still have no idea who other than Ryan is the assassin's target. What's this plot that he's this greater plot that he's talking about because it couldn't be the super, right? And so yeah, we get to the hospital. They meet Tom, who's having uh, he's a he's a kid. He's having amnesia. He was going to the store to buy some video games. Um, he had gotten into a car accident, but he can't remember anything. And so this was great because now Lassie and Jules really don't believe Ryan and Sean. Really think they're on a wild goose chase. And we've gotten a pretty good wrinkle um, into this pretty complicated story uh so far and i i just i loved how that all came together billy and then you know you know how it sort of you know finished up yeah it is a complex story this has got a lot going on there's a lot of moving pieces even from the rip like he's claiming like we said assassins already murdered somebody going to clean up their mess see that he figured that out so then they go to kill him so it's just a tangled web and, you know, it all kind of plays out at the hospital. And that's one of my favorite scenes, too. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> Especially yeah. when Ryan comes up pretending to be the doctor at the end. Right, right, right. <laughs> and he says smooching with the nurse. And um, the, so the thing with Tom, which was really cool, is that his amnesia was starting to come back. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, and so, like, all of a sudden, Sean's like, this guy's going to be a potential victim here because if he starts to remember stuff, it could be linked to whatever assassination plot Ryan is talking about. And it, it came to be right. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause oh, how did that unfold Billy? 
when they finally rushed back to the hospital the second time and uh, Tom Lieber was gone. Well, because they see the two assassins on the video and figure out that Lieber was the guy that they chased into traffic. They thought they had done the job. Then they see Amnesia, realize he's getting his uh, memory back. Probably wouldn't be in a local paper, but who knows? Um, So then they're like, all right, they're going to actually go back to finish the job now that they, you know, hear, you know, they probably saw in the paper that this guy's regaining his consciences. So then they, you know, hightail it back to the hospital. Lasting Jules are also going to get Lieber because they see them running away from the scene of the crime. So it's like a whole mess. But it does all make sense because they still don't believe Lion Ryan that, you know, he was like the, the that whole scenario. Like they, they Tom Lieber's not murdering anybody. He's a little right. tiny delivery guy. Right. And that was what's great about that security video that Jules guys, it shows him running away. So that now at least, you know, puts what Lion Ryan would say, gives it some truth. Oh, and, and you see the two shadowy figures, which yep. proves Ryan's theory about the two assassins. So right. that puts all the pieces of the puzzle together for Sean. Right. So, they, boom, we got it. We're nearing the end. They get to the hospital, but Tom is gone. And, and Lassie's pissed. And, uh, you know, Jules says, yeah, he's gone. He's on the lamb." And then what, what did Sean <laughs> say here? He's like, oh, he's not going to get very far. Not an alpaca? Not an alpaca. Yeah, those things fly. And again, that's the stuff I love about Sean the most. That's why he's oh, my favorite you, character. I, I didn't those look little the, lines. You had to look at all the quotes, but did you get the Bigfoot one? No, I don't think I got the Bigfoot Oh, the Bigfoot one. one's amazing where he's like, uh, what about uh, Ryan Ly- uh, Lion Ryan's lead? He's like, you should either call the Loch Ness Monster or Bigfoot. And Sean goes, you know, well, if you're talking about Bigfoot, I haven't seen him since his cousin's wedding. And I haven't, no, I haven't, I haven't uh, what is it? I haven't seen him in 10 years. And the last time I talked to him was his cousin's wedding. And it was barely anything. It was like, Hey, like that's a great little, like quick yeah. quip. Yeah. Very quick little quip. Uh, quick. Say that 10 times fast. Quick so we, we get to the reveal here. So Sean and Gus, uh, you know, Tom's in the wind. Guys are leaving. Gus is frustrated. I love this little scene. Cause they pop into the blueberry and then, Tom, who's got, still got the IV thing, which I thought was hilarious. <laughs> yeah, it's a nice and, little comedy touch. And Ryan, and they just both pop up and like, what? They go, 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 go. We're being chased. And I'll tell you what, Guster's um, uh, driving here. Oh, it's driving. Yeah, it's great. Excellent. Great little car chasing, which we don't get a lot of in Psych. When they do action sequences, they generally do a pretty good job. With oh, them. yeah. There's fe- special effects stink. But like yeah. some of these chase scenes, they do they do them well, and um, so all he's you know you're like gosh weaving it through the traffic, and then all of a sudden he just like starts to slow down, and he pulls over. He's like, I was fucking chasing a Sean, mm-hmm. and, and there never uh, was. Yeah, and he gets pissed, and then all of a sudden a car pulls up behind them. Well, you then know. you get another panicked, pleaded, you know, desperate. Honest Sean moment where he's yeah. like, "I know you don't lo- you don't believe him. All you got to do is keep believing in me, buddy." Yeah, and it's a great little cool. moment. It's another like Sean has two or three, maybe even four heartfelt like, "All right, like I I know I've worn out your trust factor, but just keep believing in me." Or you know, uh, you know, lies aren't you know uh, they don't make up the total of a person. So yeah, it, it's a it's you know a little bit more not heavy or like emotional. But it's a really strong performance from Sean, especially uh, it's a, a very impassioned defense of Ryan. Yeah, it's a very sneaky layered episode. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, usually it's like you get the comedy 
straight out and you get the great crime, or if it's going to be an emotional episode, it's an emotional episode start to finish with some comedy sprinkled in. So this was very well layered, I thought. So, you know, we get to the end here, we get the reveal, and we, we've kind of figured it out. And this was sort of my one gripe. I, I just wish we had gotten a little bit more on the why. So yeah. the who, right? The who is two assassins. The two assassins Ryan's been talking about. The nameless assassins, one with the handlebar mustache, uh, the other with you know an Al Davis Jr. like uh, or Mark Davis Jr. Uh, Mark Davis full haircut there. Um, and the how was just it was just straight up murder, homie. You know, like they're well, they're, homies, they're assassins. They were you know murder yeah. for hire. Murder for hire, but they stink because they botched it, and so now mm. they had to cover their tracks. And so there, there could have been a little bit more to the how there, you know. Maybe, yeah. Uh, maybe instead of giving us the cold open they gave us, maybe you give us a, the cold open of the crime being committed. I don't I, like. See, I, I get what you're saying, but I don't need it because the the murder is only happenstance to get Ryan. Ryan is yeah. the crime. And the true, true, the, true, true, true. the the assassins are just they're assassins. They were yeah. hired to take out the the prosecutor to probably postpone whatever the case was because they were hired right. by the defendant. Right. I, I mean, I think you can assume some of that. You know, to me, it was more of a Ryan based. True, like he's yeah, the no, no he's doubt, that no way. But I get what you mean. Like it was just like a faceless murder. We don't even see who they fucking murder. Yeah, 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 and we don't know the. I mean, you have to assume the 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 why, mm-hmm. uh, but the why. I mean, essentially, it was a carried out. Uh, you know, they they carried out a botched hit for the defense attorney. Ryan and Tom witnessed it. They were both mm-hmm. at the wrong place at the wrong time, um, and they needed to be uh, taken care of. Uh, except these dumbasses killed the wrong guy. Yep. Uh, which then set you know Ryan loose, um, which allowed you know him to meet up with Sean. Sean to you know, believe him, and you know now we get here in the alleyway. So this this was my truest gripe, is that <laughs> they're hired assassins. They don't give a shit who they're gonna kill, when they're gonna kill. They're just gonna kill people. Yet they hesitate. They're in an alley. You've got Ryan. You've got Sean. Gus had already taken off uh, with Tom, which I loved as they're running away. That one of the guys shoots the IV bag. You yeah. know. Um, and so Sean and, and Ryan are just sort of doing this like stall technique, like bluffing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, um, of course it worked. Lassie and Jules, uh, you know, show up with the police force. They and... weren't ready to shoot him, though. They had the guns cocked. Yeah. I, 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 I do. I do understand what you're saying about the fact that, like, you know, they step out from behind that thing. It's, you know, yeah. one shot, you're dead. Two shot, you're dead. Yeah. But, you know, it yeah. is kind of like a little disarming to be like, all right, see ya. Yeah. They've already killed. Two guys, two people. Yeah, they probably need to kill another four now. So that's a lot. That's a lot of murder. It's a lot of murder. So that was just my one thing. I don't hate. It doesn't detract from the episode. I just like, and it was just felt like just a little. Oh, I agree. It's not as clean as you know. Some. It's not like yeah. One shot, you're dead. Two shot, he's dead. Yeah, (laughs) but we get our pineapple here. This is where we get our pineapple. So with that, Billy, let's move into the Thundercats. Ho ho. Um, so, uh, most memorable, uh, favorite moments, Billy, why don't you kick us off? I mean, the, the whole interrogation scene from start to finish is phenomenal. And (laughs) one of my favorite things is when they're outside of the room, before we even get to the fries, cuatro quesos, dos fritos is the, um, 
Doctor, if I may speak for you. Yes. <laughs> that fucking kills me. I need no, to use that on somebody the next time I'm in a meeting. Like, uh, excuse me, Tom, if I may speak for you. <laughs> right. Like, that's just great. And then, you know, you had this quote, but like, we'll just get to it now because it's so good. You know, all things equal. I'd rather be scrapbooking right now. I use that all the time. <laughs> and now I'm going to add, you know, uh, to be fair, I do make a kick-ass collage. Which is act, which is hilarious because now that we've seen the Psych 3 movie, you know, when him and Jules are talking about having kids, he goes, but what if they're into scrapbooking? You know, and like he's got like the complete opposite feeling at that yeah. point, you know. which Well, and he also like- references in another episode that, uh, you know, he can really work the scallop scissors. Yeah, that's right. You know, so... Clearly, you know, he's, he's a man who's been to Michael's a few times. Um, but I also love this scene because when the doctor is talking about Ryan, um, and because I think, you know, last year Vic asks him a question, is, is someone in Ryan's condition capable of murder? And he's sort of describing who Ryan is. And then Sean just, it was this great work here where Sean just, just pops into the into the frame there. It's like the doctor's clearly describing Sean Spencer. Yeah. And, you know, he's talking uh, about Lion Ryan, but like we all know because we've seen the show long enough, he's actually describing you know, those two are kind of one and the same. Yeah, once he's ignored enough, he will escalate his behavior and that could escalate to murder. And uh, that's, you know, an, another nice little nugget there that Sean, you know, you know, thinks that obviously he's not going to lead to murder. But like, right. you know, if they stop believing him, you know, he may have to escalate his behavior, too. So that's a nice little nugget. And then we get. The back and forth where we get all the cinnamon steaks, lemon wedges, putting up flyers, looking for killers, all of that stuff. And then he does nail the – I was at this restaurant where they serve uh, – and he describes it. Like it's uh, fries, tacos, quesos. Yeah, twice baked. Four cheese injected. Yeah. Double fried, sprinkled with chives yeah. and bacon. Yeah. Those uh, cuatos, quesos, dos fritos. Yeah, it's so good. I gotta make them one day. Yeah, there's a recipe online. We gotta do that and have them on the show. It will oh, yeah. just be us noshing on them on the show. I'll tell you what, dude, you gotta eat them there because they do not travel. They don't well. travel well, no. Yeah. Oh, but they're better than travel the well. Yeah. <laughs> so that was, I mean, that right there, you know, that this episode is gonna be great, and the in the the those uh, fritos, cuatro uh, quesos dos fritos. Um, you know that they're going to obsess about those all episode long, and they did. And I love the scene where they're at the um, the restaurant, and Gus goes, "No, no, let's just let's just look at them for a little bit." <laughs> <Just see laughs> <them from that. laughs> uh, so, so I love that scene. I mean, any scene really with Ryan and Sean mm-hmm. uh, was just it was a delight, right? It An was utter a lot delight. of fun. Yeah. Uh, and then just, um, the the restaurant scene as a whole, you know, yeah. where they're they're uh, Sean's flirting with the waitress, and yeah. then we get the uh, the whole uh, grimace T Jackson. Oh, yeah. and the mayor McCheese. Yeah. So did did anyone? Uh, she goes, "Oh yeah, someone had um, had a handlebar mustache. Uh, oh, like the Hamburglar. No, no, that, that was, was Mayor, mayor McCheese. He had the stash. Hamburger had the masks. Oh, right. Then there was grimace. That brother was funny." And the back and forth about whether or not that he's black is hilarious. I gave you Vin Diesel, but I'm not letting you claim Grimace is a brother. Yeah. <laughs> Grimace T. Jackson, Sean. <laughs> yeah. What color was uh, Grimace? Black. You know? yeah. <laughs> he's an amorphous. Pl- no, he's a he's an amorphous amoeba, a black amoeba, Sean. Yeah. 
which that's I mean, we've talked about they've had these moments now in the in the last several episodes, just these these quick back and forth. You say something that sounds something like this, mm-hmm. then you change it to this, and just the, the zigzagging from A to B of ridiculousness. Uh on point, absolutely on point in, in this grimace thing here. Um, I love the scene, uh, Billy, where they're back at the office. It's Sean, it's um, it's Lion Ryan, and it's Henry. And 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 this is where we get that. Okay, Dad, I need your help. Listen to Ryan. We got to figure this out. And Ryan's like, "Yeah, the cop said I did it, so I did it." And he's so straight faced. He's, he's he's doing the what I call the Lenny pose when he's about to win, like yes. the person of the year in Springfield with like the hands up by his face, like yes. seriously. I killed the super of my building. Yes. <laughs> and then Sean starts to tell him, and he goes, "Sean, you know what happens when you lie? No one believes you." And Sean just goes, "I will slap you." The best. It's like the. It's just the. It's the. It's the most perfect line. Like it's. Oh, it's so funny because the way he's. Like, I will slap you, because you could. You could see and feel the frustration. Mm-hmm. And then I love like he, he tells Ryan to go away for a minute, and he was talking to Henry, and this is where Henry sort of tells him. He goes, you know, listen, kid, like, why are you working so hard on yeah. this? And then he, as he's leaving, he goes, if you ever call me in here to do Guster's job again, I'm going to slap you with a consulting fee. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which I thought that's was good, great. but that's where you get the heart-to-heart between yeah. Henry and Sean that we kind of already talked about where, you know, you're not Ryan. You're not a compulsive liar. You know where the line is. You have some natural talent about you. Um, so that's a really good scene. And again – uh, you know, once Henry leaves, and he's like, "What were you doing? Saving your life?" Yeah, you know, I, I have a face guy. He's probably gonna have to break your nose. <laughs> we don't know who we can trust. He's my dad. You yeah. know, it was just like, oh, it was like such a one eighty for Ryan there, and he and and Jonathan Silverman absolutely nailed it. It was so. I mean that that just killed me. I will slap you. <laughs> just oh man, uh, so. Uh, any more uh, favorable moments for you before um, before we move on? Uh, the ending when he comes in and he's like, uh, I got tapped to Captain oh, yeah. uh, uh, Hot Air Balloon in the uh, multi-state regatta. Yeah, dibs. <laughs> you can't go. Oh, no, you can't go shotgun a hot air balloon, Sean. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, it's, yeah, because like, what the fuck? Like, it, what's real in that? Is, is there anything real in that? Is no, he just going for hot air balloon for fun, you know? Um, so. Yeah, that was those were a lot of the fun moments. You know, I already sort of talked about my least favorite moment. And I think Billy just chatted about his where um you know he didn't like the the kernels of truth. Yeah, oh, thank you. Oh. <laughs> Count the hats. Count the hats. Favorite character, William. Uh mine was uh one Sean Spencer. Yeah. And you know, he was uh tour de force as usual. And, you know, uh, I could have went one way, but I figure, you know, throw uh the guy a bone here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I went lion Ryan. Uh, Cause he was perfect. He was, he matched Sean, you know, tit for tat in both, you know, mannerisms uh, in delivery um, and through like, everything about it. Like every time he spoke, it was ridiculous and it hit. It was, it was fantastic. So uh, hands down lion Ryan. Um, let's get to some of the quotes we missed here, William. All right, so there's a ton uh, for this episode uh, that we went over already, but uh, the, all things equal, I'd rather be scrapbooking. That is just fucking yeah. unreal. <laughs> oh, I loved, uh, you know, uh, because uh, Gus is accusing John oh, yeah. of uh, being prideful. He wants to show up to police. 
And he goes, Gus, I got these jeans at a garage. Not a garage sale. A garage. Clearly, pride is not something I care about. Yeah, and then when we're trying to get into the Supers apartment, Sean uses the uh, selling uh, magazine script subscriptions for the underprivileged. And that's where we get the nickname Hollaback at you. Yep. And, uh, <laughs> and he says something about, uh, you know, uh, when Gus was on the streets. Yeah. If I were on the streets, I'd be an OG. <laughs> so and then he we... corrects Sean's grammar and then claims he'd be an OG. Yeah. <laughs> and then he's also an underprivileged mentee. Right. Um, First day with the new feet when uh, Lassie's pissed off that he had to wait all day in court yeah. and nobody showed up to testify. Well, he, he was going to testify and nobody showed up. And then we got the uh, – we already hit the, the fucking lamb and alpaca thing. Yeah. I hope I get set up with that one day because yeah. that's funny. It, it was, I mean, that was like, – again, it was perfect shot. It's quintessential shot. It was just a lamb. It's not going to get very far, right? Alpaca. Yeah, and you could almost put any other like animal in that mm -hmm. spot. But the fact that he went with alpaca and they're well, it's a similar animal. It's uh, yeah, to, to the lamb, right? Yeah, they're just they're just both dumb and slow, right? Yep. Um, it probably took about you know uh, eighty alpacas to make Bert's uh, you know uh, Ugg slippies that have yeah. uh, haven't shown up yet. Uh, but yeah, s such such great stuff, Billy. Is there anything else you want to discuss before we hit into the uh, the creamsicle? I think that's it. I mean, it was a pretty solid episode. Yeah. Uh, you know, the, the more that we talk about it, it's kind of, it's just very complex. Like, yeah, it is <laughs> chimichanga. Um, yeah, it is a lot more layered um, than you realize because when you, upon first watching, it's just boom, 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 with the comedy. You're so focused on Ryan mm. uh, and what is he, what's he going to say and then how it's going to wrap up. But then, you know, upon rewatch, you pick up on the subtleties that really, that really elevated a bit. So, um, running gags, the pineapples. There was a whole box of them outside of a dumpster in the alley at the end of the episode. Uh, we got a nice uh, Gus. Don't be a crevice. Don't be this arm. crevice in my arm when yep. he's drinking the uh, blueberries in the mist. Right. <laughs> and then we got a. You know, uh, I've heard it both ways, but I can't remember what the I've heard it both ways uh, was in reference to. Um, on the show, um, you already mentioned Gus's nickname. Holla back at you. Holla back at you. And the Henry father of the moment. We also talked about a bit as well. That scene in the office there, you know, with Henry and Sean and Henry's just saying, hey, listen, kid, you know, I get why you're so invested in this, but he, you're not him. Yeah. You know, you're not you're not crazy. And I thought that was pretty nice. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, right now we can probably go to the obscure references. We already talked about Coco Beware. Another, I think this is back to back or close to back to back with Cranium. Yeah. Uh, or, no, no, it was in the Lassie episode. The Lassie did a bad, bad thing. Right, 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 right. Yeah. Uh, they referenced so, Cranium there. Yeah. So, and then, and then Grimace, right? Oh, and, yeah. And all, and all the crew um, over at Mayor McCheese. Oh, Mayor <laughs> McCheese. I always forget about Mayor McCheese. Um, but it's Hamburger and Grimace, uh, you know. <laughs> I gave you Vin Diesel. You're I'm not, not claiming you. <laughs> Love it. Because that's the type of dumb shit that those two would go oh, yeah. over, you know? Um, yeah, so pineapple score, Billy. Yeah, I kind of went up to here. I went 7.78. 7.7, yeah. I I think I first had 7.69. Uh, nice. But, you know, nice. Uh, but 7.7, .7, I mean, this is this is getting close to, you know, rarefied air. And oh, yeah. I think... I think the way we're gonna end this episode, end this season, um, 
will be the start of many eights to come because season four uh, is is really hanging hog, you know. With some, <laughs> yeah, with spoiler some, alert: uh, the final yeah. episode of the season's an eight for both of us. So. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Oh yeah. It's it it starts. Uh, you know, one of the greatest, you know, trilogies, which all happen to be season finales that you mm-hmm. get on TV, period. I mean, the Yin Yang trilogy, all season finales are perfect. Yeah, and even the movie, Absolutely. the first movie that kind of includes the killer of the third one. Yeah, yeah. Allison, perfect. whatever. Allison Road. Yeah. Or Allison Crowley. Allison yeah. Crowley. Yeah. Uh, I remember because uh, what's his name there starts singing Allison Rhodes. <laughs> Mary Lightly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I can't wait until we get Mary no. Lightly. He's the best. <laughs> so, uh, people, uh, people, Jesus, Billy, where can the people find us? Well, come on, son. Oh, Jack, God damn it. Come, come on, son. Get your shit together. No, well, that was a good. It was. We worked it in there still. Yeah, uh, the next episode is Tuesday the seventeenth. It's the horror edition. Uh, you know they love to do horror. I think Sean's a big horror guy. It'll be interesting actually to see who produced, directed, and wrote this one. Yeah. Because uh, I'm sure Sean and Gus had their hand in it. So that will be next week. Yeah, that'll be a fun rewatch because I don't watch this one a lot. I I often skip it. Yeah. Um, it's got Foggy Nelson. You know, mm-hmm. um, who was uh, the kid from the Mighty Ducks movies, right? Um, I believe. Uh, I can't remember what character he was, but um, Couple yeah, so this, hotties. yeah, yeah. So this will be this will be um, yeah, because I think we get some we get some pillow fights. I can't remember a little bit. Uh, but this will be a fun one to rewatch because I haven't watched this one in some time. So I'm looking forward to that. So now, William, where can the people find us? Uh, they can find us mainly on the hashtag Dork Shared Universe pages and pretty much anywhere you find podcasts. We have a bunch of them. We have this one. Uh, which is, uh, I've heard it both ways. Then we have PCP, uh, my other podcast, your other podcast, TLDR. Then we have Mac and Goo. Uh, They just wrapped up Hawkeye, Hot Guys on Hawkeye. Uh, Then we have Dork, and I think that's it, podcast-wise. CMM? Oh, Change My Mind. Um, That's Wes's other podcast and Fryer's other podcast. And then finally, we have the streamers, Backcracker, uh, Shime Time, and Arvandi, who's exclusively on the Dork YouTube. YouTube, YouTube. All right, Billy. Well, until next week, son, wait for it. Frank says hi. <laughs>